Aloha and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Got Your Six podcast. This six-question podcast brings together high performers to share their methods, strategies, and ideas delivered in an informative and, most importantly, actionable way that'll help you lead yourself and those around you from the battlefield to the boardroom. Coming to you every episode, I'm your host, Tony Nash. And into the breach. Nothing mentioned on this podcast is an endorsement or opinion of the Department of Defense. I got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. Got your six, we got your back. I got your six. I don't know what you've been told. The views we have are all our own. Yes, we serve the DOD. But my opinions come from me. All right, Sixers, today is an absolutely special day. We have Joe Byerly, the founder of From the Green Notebook, which is a blog serving to develop leaders one page at a time, ultimately leading to the better version of the individual reader. Today is a special day because From the Green Network has grown over to 3 million total views from when it started in its inception. Joe has been serving as an armor officer for about 17 years and counting. Around the decade mark of his army career, he began deep diving into what makes leaders successful and wanted to share what he discovered with others, as there's no real centralized collection of material, hence From the Green Notebook. He is a graduate of North Georgia College and State University, as well as the Naval War College where he earned his master's. He's also a non-resident fellow at the Modern Warfare Institute at West Point. Sir, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me, Tony. I'm looking forward to the discussion today, man. Yeah, it's going to be great. And again, congratulations, 3 million views. That's incredible. Again, like we kind of talked before the show, like you get to a point where you have to like turn around and look behind and you're like, wow, look at what we accomplished. Yeah, no, I like I I never I never thought of the website from the, like after the first blog post. Um, you know, it was just again, it was just something doing a little bit at a time and over years. Um and, and then all of a sudden like writing became a part of my identity and, and what I wanted to do. And then I, I've been very, very fortunate to have other people come alongside me and help run the website, especially as like my own schedule has gotten crazy. Like, um, I spent uh, about 10 months in Afghanistan and the entire time I was there, like there was a, a team, you know, led by Megan Yantos running another active duty officer, like running the website in my absence. And so, so it's been great, uh, just to, just to be a part of it, to kind of, you know, get passionate about the profession of arms, but do so with people to my left and right. Like I, I, I know for a fact, man, like we would not be sitting at 3 million if it was just like my website. So anyway, so, so it's been great and it's been really awesome to kind of, you know, read stuff from people from all over the world who've submitted articles in the last, uh, it'll be eight years this August. So, so, so it's been, it's just been a phenomenal experience and been, you know, in, in our military career, sometimes we're in, you know, great jobs, you know, like a company commander, you know, d- different jobs where you're out front, you're leading. And then sometimes you're in like staff jobs where, you know, you're just rowing in the basement of a building. And so 
um, for me, the, the website has been the one constant through all of it is just giving me this opportunity to, to feel like I'm, you know, giving back and, and developing myself and others along the way. And so that's, it, it's just been an awesome, awesome opportunity. You talked about the profession of arms and how, you know, there's always, it's this ebbs and flows through positions where sometimes like, yeah, you are out in front, other times you're in the back. Um, what would you say you've implemented daily throughout that your whole time thus far in, in the profession of arms? To be honest with you, like there's been no day habit um, s- since I've been in the military. Like I've, I've grown, I matured for a while. Like I was like running every day because I thought like that was the thing to do to build fitness. And then I realized, okay, well maybe I should start doing this other stuff. But then the other stuff I was doing was, you know, like even harder on my body than running. And so like now I've, I've got a daily habit of, of doing things to increase my, my fitness level that that's not necessarily running. And I, I feel great. And I'm like in better shape at, at 39 than I was at, at 24 and 25. Same thing with reading. When I first got in the military, like I was maybe reading like five books a year. And one of those, two of those might have been professional in nature. The rest were, you know, just something to help me like escape from the reality of work. And, and now like I read every single morning I read before I go to bed. And, you know, sometimes I read, you know, take that hour during lunch and read a little bit during that time. And then journaling, writing, same thing. Like I ca- originally when I came in, my notebook was where I took, you know, notes from an op order, notes from a meeting, my to-do list. And now my notebook captures, you know, insights, passages, lessons learned. And, and I've been doing that for the last seven years. So it's it's kind of like this evolution of just kind of going through the motions with stuff to starting to be very intentional about what I'm doing every single day to improve myself and improve others around me. So it really is like the daily takeaway is like looking inward and how you can be present in the moment and figure out. What do you need now in order to be successful going forward based on your, your experiences over time? Yeah. I, I, and I, too, like I would say that the, one of the biggest lessons I learned is it, you know, there was a point where I was like, oh, you know, I, like you could look up the proverbial mountain and be like, hey, like I'm never going to get to that spot. Or you could say, hey, like I will never get to that, that low point because you know, that, that'll never happen to me. I'll never be one of those people. And I think like what I've found over the years is that like when I'm not deliberate with like my actions, that I start working my way closer to like the bottom of the, of the barrel, so to speak, you know, just quality of life and everything else. But when I was paying attention to my habits, um, especially through, through the practice of reflecting and journaling, um, I, I started getting more deliberate about everything. And, w- and once I started getting more deliberate, I found that I was actually making that trek up the mountain, you know, and, and all of a sudden you look back and you're like, wow, like I, I've done all these things. Um, but w- what was it? And it was the fact that I was deliberate with my time. And so that, that, I think that's been like the biggest thing is I feel like for the longest time, I just kind of went through the motions of life not really sure of like what I wanted or even who I was. And, and as a result of that, like there were so many wasted years in the military. Like I, I honestly, Tony, like didn't get serious about my development until I was a captain kind of company command uh, timeframe a little bit past. And so 
I was like, wow, if, if I would have spent like the six, seven years previous, like, man, I could have been a better company commander or a better platoon leader or a better staff officer. So I, I think for me, like that's been the, the biggest takeaway over the last couple of years. Now, we'll say that's like a new belief behavior and how that's improved your life is that being deliberate. Did that come to you like through a book or a course or communication or was it just kind of like a combination of things? Dude, a whole lot of trial and error uh, on on my part is honestly, I think like how, how it came about. Like, you know, like I was, for example, the, the writing piece, like I, I think like I realized after a while that like, like, wow, okay. So, you know, writing is helping me be a better communicator. Maybe I should be more focused on doing this activity or wow. Like I just got hit with a complex problem and somehow worked my way through it. Like, where did that information come from? Oh, it was because I was reading these books. And so like, I think um, one of the, the, I think the biggest things that, that a lot of times we fail to do is to like look back and reflect and kind of like figure out the meaning and figure out the lessons uh, th- that we learn through through experience, uh, through particular events. And for me, I think as I, I started taking the time to slow down a little bit and reflect and do all that, I realized that there were some habits here that when I was being deliberate, I was making traction when I wasn't. I was going down, man. I was, <laughs> I was making mistake after mistake. And so, um, I think that's kind of where the, you know, kind of like the turning point for me, uh, just, just coming to that realization. And I would love to tell you that that realization came, you know, six, seven years ago, but that realization really came, I'd say within the last year. It's very interesting to see like everything that's changed in the last year. It's really caused a lot of people, me included, uh, and like you, sir, like to really look internally and be like, all right, things are extremely chaotic. I have zero control of what's going on with a global pandemic, but I do have the ability to look it within and see like, how did I get here? What do I need to continue to go forward? And what are those like key points? So you're not like a fish flopping around on the deck. You're more aligned with where you want to go. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know about you, but it, it, have you ever had like an event where like someone was like, Hey, Tony, I'll, I'll meet you you know, somewhere I'll swing by at this certain time and you like wait on them and you wait on them and you wait on them. And like all of a sudden, like, like they don't show up and you're like, wow, like I just wasted like an hour of my time, like waiting for this person. And so I remember like when the pandemic started and uh, I had just gotten back from Afghanistan. Um, I was like, I was literally like in between jobs in the military. So I went from going a hundred miles an hour to complete stop with my life and, you know, we, we didn't, nobody knew like what the future was going to hold for the pandemic. And I remember thinking like, I don't want to get six, seven, eight months, a year down the road from now. And like every day I was waiting for this thing to like be over with. And then all of a sudden a year goes by and like, what do I have to show for it? Like absolutely nothing. And so one of the first things we did was like, we built this really nice gym in the garage. Cause I was like, I, I don't want to get, I want to get lazy over, over the next year. Or like, I was like, you know what, I'm going to start writing a lot, my free time. And some of like the best pieces I've written were during the pandemic and even reading. I was like, I want to do a deep dive in like ancient and classic literature. So I'm going to go do that. Or like even my personal life, like 
there were things that I needed to work on as a, as a human being, as a father, as a husband that like I, I hadn't paid attention to. So I was like, all right, I'm going to use this opportunity to work on that. So for me uh, personally, like this pandemic, like couldn't have come at a more perfect time uh, because it did make me like stop moving a hundred miles an hour, doing all these other activities and had me like really start focusing inward and kind of like, like, like you could say 2020 was a rebuilding year. So, so yeah. So I think that for, I think a lot of people that the pandemic was an opportunity to rebuild, uh, to refocus themselves. And so hopefully people took advantage of that other than continuing to wait and wait and wait and wait uh, for this thing to be over with, to, to, for life to get back to normal. When meanwhile, they were living their own lives, you know, in that period. And that's a great point too, is like, it's never too late. Like you had all these things where you've gone, you know, so long down this road of like not reflecting, but when you did take the time to like stop and look at, all right, well, let's, we're not going to be able to go to the gym. So let's make one at the house. Let's, you know, focus a little bit more on family. And I really want to explore this, you know, ancient literature that I've never really kind of tapped into and done like a deep dive. Now is a good time to do that. That's a huge thing that I don't think people really take advantage of to realize like, oh, I've, I've missed my, I've missed my train. I've waited too long. Like it's never too late. No, there's actually like, I think it's an ancient Chinese proverb that says there's two good times to plant a tree. Uh, one is like 25 years ago. And then the other one is right now. And so, so that, that's kind of like, I guess going into it, I was like, well, right now is a better time than any to, to do all these other things. So let's just, let's just go all in. I absolutely love that proverb, uh, you know, because it, it really it gives you a solid visual of like, okay, yep, I can start now or start never because I can't go back in the past. That brings up the question is what tree are you planting right now? Like a skill or ability that you're working on now that, you know, 18 months into this pandemic that, you know, you're kind of at this point where you're like, ah, oh, this is something I really want to look into. Um, I say like, the, like the, you know, one of the things is that I guess, you know, I'm preparing for battalion command. I'm taking command in the summer of 2022. Congratulations. Thank you very much. So, you know, I want to, I'm going to take all this stuff that I've learned, you know, about human nature, about communication, um, you know, uh, about war and warfare and start applying that uh, to, to my future roles and responsibilities. The other thing is, is one of the things we did during the pandemic is my writing partner and I, Cassie Crosby, uh, she's about to retire. She's getting out and she's going into coaching and consulting. Uh, but, but we wrote a, a book together called My Green Notebook, which is a leader's 30-day self-assessment notebook. And essentially, it's uh, we, we, you know, going back to, wow, like reflection is so important. We don't do it enough. We went back and looked at our past military career. And I think like, and I'm sure you might have the same experience, but Every time you come out of an assignment, people are like, hey, Tony, you need to reflect on what you learned during that assignment, but not right now because we've got to get you in this, this other job quickly um, because they needed you five weeks ago. Um, so you know, re- reflect on a Saturday uh, of your time in command and, and just keep pushing through. So that was like one thing is like, like there was never a time, but then it was even like, what do I reflect on? You know, do I reflect on the, the training exercises? Do I reflect on the arguments? Do I reflect on all the times everybody said I did well? And so, so what we came up with was this notebook called My Green Notebook, a leader's 30-day self-assessment, which is 30 days of reflection. So the idea is you spend a couple minutes 
uh, every evening or every morning. And there's like two questions a day and it gets after different leader behaviorship competencies, uh, things like ambition, things like written communication, oral communication, uh, active listening, uh, teamwork. And so like, for example, a question could be is like, when was the time that I got so angry that I lost my cool? Like what happened and what was it that made me lose my cool? So you may like figure out that it's like any time, you know, I feel like I'm not being listened to, like that's a trigger for me to get angry. So it has something you could start like working through or, you know, whenever I feel like somebody's calling me dumb, like I just, I lose my cool or, or whatever. So anyway, so we came up with this notebook. We're in the process of working with the publisher right now on like finalizing the edits. And so we're hoping like that's going to come out this summer hopefully by, by August, see it available in bookstores, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all that stuff. So that is so exciting because it, that doesn't happen, right? It, you're, you're so in the moment, you don't take time to reflect. And then you're six jobs deep and you're finally comes to a point where something triggers you and you're looking back to when you were a platoon leader and you're like, if I would have just taken 10, 15 minutes to think and ask questions instead of seeking answers, I would have been a, a better leader now. Yeah, like I know that one of the things that, that I wrestle with is uh, is difficult conversations. Like I don't like coming to you and being like, Tony, like what you just did work wise, like that sucks. Like I, I don't like having those conversations. I'd rather be like, hey, you know, you, you kind of messed up here, but like I'll take care of it. I'll fix it for you. Like let's go. Like I'd rather keep our relationship kosher. So one of the things I've learned that reflecting is like, that's a weak point for me. I don't like difficult conversations. Like I just hate them. So that's something I've been working on and I've gotten much better about understanding like that that's something that I need to, to be deliberate about and focus on. And I mean, that was a blind spot I had for a long time. And so I, I think that, the, you know, as you, as you go through and reflect and, and look back on your experiences, that you'll start seeing these trends like you just talked about, maybe something that you were doing as a platoon leader that uh, you're still doing now as a major, you need to kind of watch out for. Right. Now, is there, take that example specifically of having those tough conversations, because that, that is hard, right? It makes things uncomfortable. And as much as we want to try to go away from comfort, like it just, it helps us have some sort of sense of normalcy. Is there something specifically that you now do to have those tough conversations where you look internally and you're like, hey, we got to have this conversation because if we keep kicking this can down the road, it's not going to be beneficial for anybody. Yeah. Like one of the things I've learned is that like when you don't have a tough conversation with somebody who's not performing well in your mind, you kind of justify it is like, I don't want to hurt Tony. Like Tony's such a hard worker. I don't want to hurt his feelings. Um, you know, or I don't want to discourage him or whatever. So I'm just not going to say anything. I'm going to let it slide. But in reality, you're being selfish because it's not Tony that has a problem. Like it's, it's me. It's, I'm the one with the problem. I'm the one who like, just not going into that area of discomfort. I'm the one that's like, no, I, I'm just, we'll have it later, Tony. And then, and then you don't end up not getting to it. And then what happens for you is that, you know, three, four five months, whenever that period comes where it's time for your evaluation, all of a sudden, you know, it, it's, it's showing right there. Or, you know, as a leader, I've always done quarterly evaluation. So instead of nipping it in the bud right there and starting to work through it, now I'm waiting another month or two before I address it with you. It's one of those things where now I can pay much more attention to it, know that it's not about you, it's about me and, and move forward with that conversation. 
Right. And those reflection points are so, so vital because that helps us to highlight, like you said, large failures. Is there a failure specifically that has ultimately led to a great success or your greatest success that you've been able to reflect upon? So if you, like, if I was to go back and look at like, like my, my purpose. So, so my purpose as I've, as I've gone back and reflect on this is to help people lead with the best version of themselves. Like if, if if I go back and look on my life, on my military career, the times where I failed were like, I was greatly disheartened by the military. I was either working for a, a toxic leader who, you know, was like, j- just made my life miserable. Or I was working for a leader who just really didn't care about anything and kind of left me up to my own devices. Or um, I was more concerned with following the crowd than I was about being the leader that my soldiers deserved or that I was really capable of being. And so I, I think like from that is like, I've been like, no, I'm going to use this platform at from the green notebook to, to share leadership lessons and kind of, kind of work through a lot of this stuff that, that people wrestle with on a daily basis. But like, I'm going to put myself out there in order to help, help other people. Cause I, I know like, I'm not the, I'm not the only one who like struggles with this stuff. Like, like everybody does. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I, that's why I follow you because <laughs> it, it, it's so, it, I feel like I'm talking to myself when I read the blogs. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I appreciate it, but yeah. So that's what it is. I think it's like me being like, Hey, like I wrestle with this stuff and, I, and this is how I think to work through it. So it's me just starting a conversation about something that I, I'm wrestling with. And then it's uh and it's kind of my, my way of being like, hopefully you don't make the same mistake too when you're in a similar position. Great. So taking that vulnerability when you're in times of failure and not having an ideal leader, using that as a point to then say, hey, let's talk about it and discuss. And I mean, look, look where you are now, you know, eight years in August, sir, like that's, there's a team now and there, it's, just, it's no longer just you. It's this movement that you've started. And this just cause of, you know, being a better leader and really, you know, one page at a time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. Like I'm, I, yeah, like there's like from the green notebook stuff. Like, I think I have some like athletic apparel coming this week. You know, we've got like teaming up with uh, the mag mug equipment company to get these like 10 ounce, awesome coffee mugs. There's just like, it's like weird, you know, like it's stuff with from the notebook on it. Like it's like a brand and it's like something that was in my mind, but like I, I'm not being very articulate right now because it's still just kind of, it, it's crazy for me to even think about that we're even having this conversation right now. Yeah. It, it's unfathomable because you, you've, you've been there since the beginning, like even before the beginning, there was so many, you had thought about it. We've talked about this before where you've thought about it for so long and you just said, you know what, I'm going to just do it and see what happens. And when you do take that action and you do take those steps forward, it's incredible what that repetition over time and what 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 can be reaped from that? Not just for you, but for you know the greater good of other people. Yeah, and then as well, like I could sit here and and you know, th- like there were times where I could have sat here and been like, okay, well, how could I reach the largest audience? And blah 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 blah. Like, no, just do it. You know, just go sit down, write about it, throw it on the internet, and then like if it does well, it does well. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And then like, you know, some of the other aspects of like social media management, um, brand management, like website management, like, like you learn as you go, you know, like the website, Dan Vigian, he's, he's the editor in chief right now 
of the website. And him and I were talking the other day and from the green notebook is still the website that I set up, you know, seven years ago that it's really a terrible website, like the layout, the design and everything of it. And so like, we now have enough money to pay somebody to come in and like, like clean up our house, you know, like, like to make it look nice to rake all the leaves in nice piles and stuff. But like, I know some people who are just like completely uh, petrified, you know, like they're frozen by this idea of, well, I got to get it perfect, you know, before I even, I even launch it. And, um, you know, yeah. Like, do I wish it would have been better like seven years ago? Yeah. But like I did it, you know, like I, I, I used action to create something and then we like iterated along the way. And so, so anyway, so I, I think like that's been a big lesson too, is like, you can be, you can become frozen through inaction and continually try to assess and everything. So I think the importance of having a bias towards action is one of the things that I've really appreciated about the website. Yeah. And content creation is such an ego check because you're, yeah, I'm sure you can attest to this. You put stuff out there and you're like, this is going to just hit. I'm going to let, let me sign my four book deal contract right now. And it falls flat on its face. And other times you're like, I think this is trash. I'm, I did it. I got to just get it out of my head so I can move on to the next thing. And it just like exponential growth and blows up. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I, I think I remember there was like one post that I worked on for like weeks and it was like a pretty vulnerable, like thoughtful piece. And you know, a couple hundred people read it. And then one day I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll write a post about like five things that should go in a rucksack. And, you know, it took me 10 minutes to jot this stuff down and like 30,000 people read it. And I was like, are you serious people? Like, what about, what about this other thing that I did? That was good. Like, this is garbage. So you just never know, but I think that goes back to like why, why we do it in the first place. And, you know, for me, like writing is something is a way for me to work out problems, to understand points better, to crystallize my thoughts. And, and in the pro like at the end result of that is I get to share that with other people. Um, and so, so I, I can't get too wrapped around the axle on, chasing likes, chasing shares or, 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 uh, or work, you know, or not uh, page counts, you know? Yeah. Not, not looking at the metrics and just seeing like, it, it's that one person who reaches out and be like, this is what I needed at this point. And, and it just, it's a game changer. And you're like, yep, that's, that's a W let's stack that win. Because however, if it got four views and that one person, like it took off for them, like that's huge. Yeah. Th there's another story that, uh, Brigadier General Steve Marks that I've had the honor of working for a couple of times. Like he, he tells a story about this girl on the beach, um, picking up starfish and throwing them back in the ocean. And this guy comes along and is like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm saving starfish. And he like looks along the beach and there's just like thousands of starfish, like all laid up on the beach. And he's like, no, you're not. He's like, you're, you know, basically like you're not doing anything. Look at all these fish. He's like, yeah, and watch. I save that one, throws it in the water. I save this one, I throw it in the water. And, and so you're absolutely right. Like it doesn't matter that it, it's, you know, I'm not reaching like millions of people like some, you know, popular authors do. But yeah, if, if, if one person can be like, hey, this made me rethink my leadership approach today, then, then it's a W, just like you said. So we talked about, and that's a great point, like today, that's the win, right? Getting one person just to be like, Hey, that's great. So then, sir, how are you better than yesterday? Ooh, that's a, that's a, that's a deep question, Tony. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, I think 
I'm better. Like, how am I better yesterday? I, I feel like I am a lot more thoughtful. I'm a lot more deliberate th- than I was before. And then there, like, I realize now there's way more that I don't know that like, I remember as a young officer, like I, I had all the answers. I knew everything now. Like I'm, I'm way more humble about <laughs> you know, like all the stuff I don't know. And, and the importance of like the group effort, you know, like, bringing people together to accomplish something because folks are going to look at problems from different angles and it's, uh, it's, it's way better than, you know, approaching it with my own blind spots, um, you know, my own inclinations. And so, so yeah, so I, I think that, you know, the, the <laughs> continuing to know that there's a way more that I don't know and that, you know, I, I've got to do this life with other people if I'm going to be successful. How you tied that back to reflections and encompassed what was a phenomenal conversation. I will never know. It's like watching a magician in real life. And how you were able to pull that answer back to the very beginning of this conversation is incredible. Sir, thank you so much. This has been great. Now, there's just so much exciting things happening from the Green Notebook. Again, today, 3 million views total. We got swag dropping soon. The book's coming out later this summer. Sir, we're can people really find out, reach, connect with you and the rest of the team? Yeah, no. So uh, you mentioned the website, Tony, www.fromthegreennotebook.com. Uh, on the website, if you go, there's a, a page about the team. Each of the team members is on there with a short little bio and and where they can be found at. I'm very active on Twitter at jbyerly81. We also have the uh, the Instagram page at From the Green Notebook, which is also our, we have a Facebook page and then Finally, we have uh, we're up on Twitter at FTGN Notebook, and uh, yeah, we're, we're we're all over the place, and we all share share accounts. So, you, like, you just never know who who's the person behind the phone tweeting or or posting on Facebook. So, it, again, like, it's uh, it's one team, one voice, and and one mission. And so that's uh, it. That's where you can find us, man. And then you know, I used to write on the blog a lot, and <clears throat> I feel like. There's so many other people writing now that I've kind of just like backed off. And it's like, it's like, like, it's not even my blog anymore. Like it's, uh, it's just kind of where I put my stuff at (laughs) from time to time. But what I really, where I really do my writing and really invest my, uh, personal efforts in is the, um, is one, it's a Sunday email. It's email every Sunday morning. It's a a short passage book that I've read and then like two to 400 words, um, reflecting on that. And and I try to look at everything from like ego to communication, um, to like the, the one that just wrote this past weekend was like, you know, leaders don't have the luxury of choosing when and where they lead. So like, that was what I wrote about, uh, the, the monthly email, which is up to about 4,000 subscribers now. And that's my monthly reading list. As we talked about, like I'm an avid reader now, so like this month, I think I'm highlighting like six or seven books um, that I've read over the course of May. And so, uh, so so that's like one of my favorite things to write every month. And then finally, the podcast, uh, the From the Green Notebook podcast, which is a, a weekly podcast. We're in our second season right now. The amazing Katrina Faust is, is the editor for that. She's not in the military. Uh, she's, a, she's a civilian. She does a great job with that. And uh, those episodes come out weekly. We're finishing the season up at the end of June. I'm going to take a break this summer and then launch right back into season three in September. As an avid reader of both the Sunday and monthly newsletters and then the podcast, 
I highly recommend enough. And that was really the big pull to get you on here uh, because that can't reach enough people. They're super helpful. The episodes are funny. And the guests you have, you never know who's going to be on the, the following week because you're, you're pulling from this amazing network uh, that you've been able to cultivate over the last you know eight years, sir. So it's been it's it's always a, a pleasure to receive the emails or listening to podcasts. Yeah, thanks, Tony. I really appreciate it, man. Awesome. Sir, again, thank you so much for having R6. Looking forward to seeing you out there in the force. Yeah, you too, man. And uh, appreciate the interactions on social media and uh, and looking forward to checking out uh, I Got Your Six podcast. Thanks for listening, Sixers. This episode comes to you thanks to the great people over at 10,000. 10,000 makes the best training gear hands down across the board. And my favorite are the tactical shorts. The tack line at 10,000 is incredible. Ultra light and durable. The waistband is tough as nails. Zippers never stick. I can't say enough great things about the 10,000 shorts. They come in five and seven inch inseams, depending on how long you like your shorts. And of course, my favorite is OD Green. If you go to 10,000.cc and use the promo code GOTYOUR6, that's got your and the number six at checkout, you'll get 15% off your order. That's 10,000.cc, not .com. Use the promo code GOTYOUR6 for 15% off. Six is running a new segment in a couple episodes and I'm super excited about it. Talking to all these incredible high performers, I've realized we need to stack the wins to achieve massive success. And I want you to know I have your back in these accomplishments. Let me know, go to either Twitter or Instagram, got your six pod with the number six. There's a Google form there. Let me know a win you or somebody else recently experienced and deserves some recognition. I want you to know I'm stacking the wins with you each episode, so we'll give you a little shout out at the end of each episode, just so you know we got your six. I don't know what you've been told, Sixers. But the lawyers would like us to remind you that the views, opinions, and comments expressed on the Gotcha 6 podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests to include current and previous Department of Defense employees and should in no way be considered the opinions of or endorsements on behalf of the Department of Defense or any of its components, divisions, contractors, or other current and previous staff members. <laughs>